Ah, well, that was that was easy. Smooth. Hmm. We're professionals now. Only took us. Uh, oh, holy crap! Twenty-nine <laughs> episodes. Uh, also, uh, forty forty minutes. And what was it in the end? You didn't plug in your headphones. That wasn't the only problem we had. We had other problems. No, that was literally the only problem in the end. No, there was a problem in. with the microphone too. Uh, I didn't switch it on. <laughs> I feel like I'm making a good case for myself here. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes it way better. But hey, we have we have two microphones this time. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Zach has gone on mission for a week, and we just uh, professionalized our entire setup. You mean professionalized, as in like we have a cable hanging across the whole room, plugged into your computer from my from my desk in order to. Maybe to have a second microphone? Yeah, don't don't complain so vividly. <laughs> uh, you might pull the, com- uh, the cable out of my computer. Yeah. Yeah, it feels weird, though, with not having Zach here. Yeah, um, but I guess... I mean, he's on mission, so that's okay. He's on a super important mission, I think. Uh, he is? You mean summer holidays? Sitting on the beach or whatever Australians do during during the early January week? Sure, if that's the code name you want to use. Do you actually have an important mission that you thought about sharing? Me? Yeah, like like a mission for Zach? Wait, this is this a mission assignment? What are we doing here? <laughs> I can't tell you. Okay. I mean, let, let's just go with let's just go with uh, uh, the summer house. No, not summer house. That's a Swedish thing. That let's, is a very Swedish. Yeah, let's just go with the vacation home, beach, uh, Barbie, shrimp thing that you said. Okay, yeah, that's the one. That's what what Zach is doing officially. Um, and we kind of we thought we might might skip a week, but then um, I don't know. I I kind of got into streaks after you plugged it on the show for so many times. <sighs> I know, I know. And I felt like I was walking home today. And I was like, well, I guess today's the last chance to record one if we want to keep keep a good schedule and, <laughs> and release of today. Good schedule. It's uh, just before ten p.m. It's so. still it's still on a schedule. That is that is true. Yeah. Mm. And I felt a bit bad. I was like, we had kept up such a good streak. And I know. Yeah, I really wanted to be able to release an episode today as well because today. No, sorry, uh, this week as well because I felt like, I mean, we don't we don't have super important things to talk about, but I really enjoy our chat. You mean even. apart from Apple going bankrupt now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We who who, <laughs> di- who didn't see that one coming? Yeah, yeah. That was that was not part of the plan. Uh, to to have some filler content for our episode that just happened to happen coincidentally. Yeah, you didn't plan that one. You weren't involved. N- n- no, hmm. not officially. Maybe that's that's where where Zach is. Yeah, yeah, I mean he is also a day ahead, so that could could have been it. That's how that stuff that's, works. That's so. how it works. Yeah, that I'm makes so. sense. Yeah. Hmm. Good point. <laughs> Speaking of good points, <laughs> do you have a good segue? I don't. What are we talking about today, Kai? Are we talking? Do you want to get into this earnings call, retraction, prediction, retraction? It, it What's the official name of this? Um, didn't you do your homework? I did, but then I'm not good at remembering names. <laughs> uh, uh, the I'm, reason I call my friends friend number one and friend number two. I, I mean, 
I I I didn't do my homework either. And now I'm really, really excellent at stalling while trying to quickly scroll through 95 Mag, trying to find what... It's really annoying to do that because CES is, on all, is going on. I know. Everyone's like, oh, so look at all this HomeKit stuff. There's so many HomeKit stuff. Yeah, I know. It's it's quite excessive. Also, That's a lot nice. of... Um, did you see the news that um, Apple brings... Uh, I don't, I don't know their media content to to uh, TVs. I saw that, but it was only select TVs. Is it? I think, yeah, I think they announced it initially, and it was Samsung TVs. So Samsung TVs will get uh, iTunes content, and uh, so they will actually have an iTunes type app running on the Samsung TV, which is quite strange. We're living in strange times now. Um, yeah. I mean, is it even available on things like uh, Amazon Echo? Um, right? I mean, we're, we're talking like iTunes movie content. Oh, okay. Okay. So I think... Um, so there will be uh, both the iTunes app, but I think so far that seems to be Samsung only. But Samsung, LG, Vizio, and Sony, I believe, will get um, AirPlay support, like AirPlay 2 support directly uh, in the TVs. And even HomeKit support for some of them. So you will be able to uh, uh, control your TV from uh, from your Siri devices. Oh, okay. It's that way. I thought it would be more you can use your TV to control your HomeKit devices. That would be even weirder. It would be weird. Uh, yeah, that's that's weirder. Your, 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 your idea behind it is better. I mean, not really my idea. That was just my my understanding of what's happening here. Mm. So I, I believe what that means is you can, I don't know, if you have scenes, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a scene that's like uh, a movie time, I guess uh, that's what we're calling it now. Um, you can kind of dim your lights and, and turn off the music yeah, and but uh, turn that, on your TV. Isn't that what most people use their TVs for? For what? Movie, movie time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the thing, right? You you can now have your entire home setup b- prepare itself based on a scene to be ready to watch. So you don't have to first dim your lights, then pause your music, then yeah, whatever else true. you're doing. That's so true. you say movie time and then your TV turns on, d- lights dim, and you're ready to watch uh, amazing Apple TV content. Mm. See, I don't, I don't really like this movie time thing that you come up with. It sounds very similar to what was it, uh, Shouter time? Yeah, yeah, that was. And I think we made fun of this a lot, and many people made fun of the fact that no one would add such a stupid name as Shouter time when they want Shouter because you want to be a bit more specific, and it's not like. But that was for you want the system right? to. You sorry, what? That that was for shortcuts. You're referring to the shortcuts uh, sessions at yeah. uh, WWDC last year. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like something like HomeKit uh, commands should be quite similar to shortcuts. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I feel like saying movie time is a little bit weird because like it should Siri should sort of be your personal assistant, and you wouldn't tell your personal assistant movie time because that's just creepy. It's I weird. mean, depends on the kind of person you are. But yeah, if if you're a normal person, you probably wouldn't do that. Anyway, um, yeah, so I th- that's my understanding of the HomeKit stuff. Then for the AirPlay, uh, AirPlay 2, it's kind of cool uh, that you can uh, AirPlay directly to those TVs. And I mean, this all kind of sounds like preparation for Apple's TV service, right? So there were, I mean, we were talking about that without recording about how Apple might launch the Apple TV service at some point and getting a lot of third parties on po- board with... Uh, either first-party apps like iTunes 
or um, with at least AirPlay 2. So you can, um, even if you don't have a TV that has an iTunes or later uh, Apple TV service app, mm -hmm. um, to be able to then uh, stream the stuff to, to your uh, TVs directly without having to have Apple hardware might be a good way of... So it would be like an Android app that you install on your Samsung TV? I don't think it, it needs to be an app. I think it's literally coming with the TV. So it's it's probably some type of application that the TV vendors would have had to write for it to then be able to uh you to be able to airplay to the TV. But it's something that comes with the TV. So if you buy a I assume uh, a new model TV, yeah. so like one of the new Sony or Samsung TVs, you take it out of the box, you set it all up, you hook it into your Wi-Fi, and then it shows up as an AirPlay 2 source okay. uh, destination in your on, on all your Apple devices. That oh, okay. So it wouldn't actually have any interface, is what you're thinking. You're thinking that it would just be direct streaming from your phone. Yeah. I oh, mean, that's okay. that's what it, what happens yeah. at the moment, right? If you have an Apple TV, mm. um, there's not really an AirPlay receiver interface. It's just yeah. you, you, you're you on the... On, on the um, what is the springboard equivalent called on Apple TV? I forgot. Anyway, Apple TV springboard is what I'm calling it for now. Mm -hmm. um, so you're just on that screen, right? And then you, you AirPlay something from your phone and it just takes over and plays the content. There's not really a receiver interface. And that's kind of what I expect it to look like for, for those kind of um, third-party TVs their uh, AirPlay support as well. Similar to Chromecast, right? So if you currently have a TV that has Chromecast built in, there's not really an interface. No, you just true. Chromecast something and then it takes but over. Can, does Chromecast work with... Um, it works with iOS devices too? Uh, I mean, Chromecast in general, yes. But you have to embed a Google um, SDK into your application oh, okay. to then allow Chromecasting to Chromecast receivers. Oh. So if you're, for example, using the YouTube app on your phone, um, the YouTube app obviously supports uh, Chromecast. So you can play a YouTube video on your phone and then Chromecast it to your TV. Yeah, okay, okay. That makes sense. But it's, yeah, that, that is already possible today. But I will I, I don't really see Apple imp uh, adding, the, uh, adding Chromecast support to their, uh, um, like, to the video players, yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead, uh, AirPlay two comes to third party TV. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Do you think that potentially would mean that there are also uh, more third party devices like speakers and stuff like that that would support AirPlay two? I mean, there are already quite a few, right? Yeah, it's but it's pretty much Sonos, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 no. There are quite a few AirPlay two uh, capable. Um, speakers. Okay. Okay. Mm. I think Bose has a whole bunch of them. That would make sense. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, receivers, like just um, that support that. Um, the now discontinued Airport Express supports uh, AirPlay too. Um, but there, yeah, there are a whole bunch of of speakers and and receivers that already support AirPlay too. But I think all of them are music only. I think this will be the first. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the first video supporting uh, um, devices, hardware devices. Oh, okay, okay. That will be uh, interesting. I wonder if any of the existing TVs will get support for that. It would be nice if our TV would update um, to get AirPlay 2 support. 
Yeah, but realistically, I don't feel like we are really in the market for it. Like, we, we have an Apple TV. I think that works pretty well. I guess something you would... I mean, it's not really necessary for us because we do also have, like, for something like iTunes and Apple Music, we can always stream it with our speakers. We don't yeah, really need something true. like a computer, like a like a TV for that. The nice thing would be if you have the if you have the HomeKit integrated Apple uh, HomeKit integrated TV. Yeah, I guess yeah. that could be a use case if they would update that afterwards. Like the HomeKit support. Yeah, exactly. considering how much there is to get your HomeKit certifications, I don't really think any of the vendors will no, will no. do that for the existing hardware line. Is this was this all announced on? Um, on oh, I dropped the name. CES. Oh, CES. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I felt like Apple is not really renowned to announce things on CES. I mean, it wasn't really Apple announcing it, right? It was was the different vendors announcing yeah, that so. they support this the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised that's nothing that Apple is holding on to, like to wait with. So, so maybe they could like. But I feel like with other things, like when when something like Photoshop came to the iPad, that was something that was being announced at. Uh, it wasn't announced; it was coming out before. But many things tend to be announced uh, at Apple's events rather than the vendors' events. That's actually a good example, though, that, yeah. because that was <laughs> announced at Adobe's conference. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's very uncommon, and it felt like. Two times think, in a row now, that's a pattern. Yeah, yeah, but many people were quite surprised about the fact that um, that they did that for Photoshop. And I think because of that, you could... I think it seemed like Photoshop still saved... They, they did save certain things for the Apple announcement, like, for example, the... Um, the 3D object painting or the AR kit integration. That was something they wouldn't have announced before. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't be allowed to because it relied on software that wasn't out yet. But mm. still... Uh, I'm surprised that they were announcing so much beforehand. Yeah, I mean, in general, we have that at the moment, right? Apple is going more into spaces where they're not actually in control. Yeah, like with yeah. the TV it's, service, there's no yeah. chance for Apple to control everything. So yeah, or like making their own movies. It's very difficult because like in Hollywood, it's apparently quite common to know where the people are working on. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's very hard to keep things like which producer they got on board or which director they got on board that's very difficult to keep silent um yeah so it makes sense yeah it will be a fun time for apple to adjust to those kind of realities of all the new businesses they're trying to get into yeah yeah but i mean that's the thing right with the tv servers that was kind of expected it was very unlikely i mean i don't know i don't know who would realistically think that apple is trying to keep that tv service only to their TV business, I think that's way too small for the type of huge investment that Apple's doing into that uh, in the, yeah. into that industry. Yeah, yeah. And it will be interesting, though. That means it's much more likely that uh, that will just be a paid service, right? Because um, we don't really know a business model yet. But uh, those announcements basically confirm that it will be paid service mm -hmm. rather than a service you get with your uh, with your devices. Yeah. I mean, that's in general. Uh, I, I I mean, mean that makes sense because like there are so many other other companies that are in that business like uh, like Netflix and Hulu mm -hmm. and uh, Amazon. So it makes sense that, I mean, why wouldn't Apple want to get in on that? I think it's a business model that's proven to work. So and I that think... sweet, sweet uh, service revenue. I know, I mm -hmm. know. And I mean, that's something they have been trying to focus on a bit more and pivot on online services and sort of subscription Um I guess getting an income from subscriptions, especially mm -hmm. like 
people don't buy as many phones anymore. And like, it's it's not. This was sort of what we wanted to talk about originally. I think uh, it doesn't seem like people are buying as many phones, but that's also pretty. I feel like that's quite expected personally because I think like in the end many people already have the phone that they're selling so it's going to be hard to get new people who are adopting iOS that haven't been on iOS previously so now mm-hmm. they actually need to rely on people converting or no sorry not converting on people upgrading rather than getting onboarded to the platform so I think that will potentially decrease the sales numbers because Many people already have those devices. And if Apple is not as innovative or they're not as big design changes in the hardware, uh, I think they have to, there might not be as many people buying phones, which seems to be the case. And I think because of that, it makes sense to look at other revenue streams. I mean, I don't know. It's not like Apple has um, the majority of the market of in smartphones, right? Yeah, but in the, I, I guess... In order to get the majority of the market, I think they have to lower their prices a bit in certain parts of the world, which could be difficult. Yeah. And I mean, um, historically, not really something Apple is too interested in anyway. No, no. I mean, and if we're looking into a revenue share, Apple still having the majority of the market for, for smartphones by revenue. And that seems to be what Apple's interested in anyway. So do you, do you then actually want to talk about the revision of the... Earn Q1 2019 earnings. Oh, so you also found the article that we tried looking for and then get sidetracked while of finding all the CES articles. Yeah. yeah. 15 minutes of CES uh, distraction was oh, enough for me Zach to... will be so unhappy with us. I think he never would want to talk about CES. No? No. He said... Uh, I, I, I said he, we're not... I think he said that we're not going to cover that. But here, here we go. We can do whatever we want this week. Yeah. Freedom. <laughs> That's how that feels. Yeah. And I mean it's it's pretty good though for Zach if he doesn't he if he doesn't want to talk about earnings or CES. Doesn't he want to talk about earnings? I don't know. Well, if Does he anyone doesn't ever want, want to, talk to talk about, about earnings? About. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like certain people are quite happy to talk about earnings. Uh but yeah, maybe maybe it's not super exciting. Should we even talk about this then? I mean, I'm I'm definitely happy to talk about it like on a matter level. Um just because I mean when that when that uh, revision came out and Tim Cook did that, I don't know, NBC interview? Somewhere on, on TV, he did an interview. CNBC? Um, sure. Sounds like you have a source in front of you, so mm. I will trust. Uh, <laughs> good acting, though. Thank it you. might be CNBC, uh, if I can trust my eyes reading those four <laughs> letters in front of myself. Um, anyway... Um, Everyone on Twitter kind of directly jumped onto that, right? And whatever every, anyone's pet peeve with Apple is at the moment, that's the reason why why Apple missed their earnings call. They were, what do you mean by pet peeves? Like things that... No, like pet peeves. You mean like their, their paper cuts? Yeah, whatever, whatever their main issue with Apple is at the moment, that is definitely 100% the reason. There's a, bit, a little bit of China, and then it's definitely yeah. because of... Uh, the keyboard, or because the phone is too large, or because the phone is too expensive, yeah, or Apple's because sort of... the phone is not blue enough, or because the phone is getting <laughs> too blue. It's too blue. three grams heavier than last year's, or because the SE doesn't get enough love. Also, what... don't forget they're getting bent on uh, the device. Yeah, yeah, because the iP- because uh, twelve people got a bent iPad. That's yeah. why. Um, that's why Apple now missed their missed their Q1 earnings, and. <sighs> 
That that to me was a bit frustrating. It seems yeah, like everyone's yeah. like finally Apple because it is. But it wasn't I'm, that. It wasn't that much that people started making those excuses up. I think Apple sort of served that out for them too in this call and in what Tim Cook wrote. Unfortunately, I think this is something they spoke about on ATP already, and Circuso touched on this pretty well. I feel it felt like there were there was everything there that could potentially have led to those led to them having to change their uh, earnings call, uh, earnings 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 call. Uh, man, <laughs> good job I, yeah thank you thank you i'm used to talking about businessy stuff mm-hmm. um yeah but it seemed like uh he, i think he pointed it out pretty clearly that it felt like there were so many things that you could blame and it felt like they sort of tried to cover themselves with whatever could be a problem so it's not really people who read it that read into it too much i feel like apple sort of served so many reasons to people so people could get their own biases confirmed <laughs> yeah i don't know that letter was weird did you actually read it I read the 9to5Mac article about it that quoted the letter. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it is. It is. I, I, I read the letter. It's it's a bit long. It's a bit convoluted. It's a bit strange. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I don't think Apple helped themselves with the way they wrote that letter. And it felt almost a bit uh, strange where it's like uh, there was somewhere like that uh, over 100% of um, here... Uh, in fact, most of our revenue shortfall to our guidance and over 100% of our year-over-year worldwide revenue decline occurred in great uh, occurred in greater China across iPhone, Mac, and iPad. So far, so good, right? Over 100% of the year-over-year worldwide revenue decline, greater China. That that sentence makes sense, right? At yep. least to me. Um, yep. I, I think that means that basically this entire miss happened in China. But then it just mm-hmm. keeps going on and on about the smallest details of what else could have been the reason. And the one one Apple yeah. Store employee tied their shoelaces and therefore they missed <laughs> to sell another 10 phones. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the, the 15th like, wording oh. on our website, uh, why the iPhone XS and, and ten are actually $15 cheaper on a special and therefore we didn't sell enough. It, it all felt kind of like... I don't know. Yeah, I, I just like, read that and I was like, "This is weird." And then in the end, somewhere—I mean, this is the, you're obviously par- you're, you're obviously making a joke about this, but I feel like there were certain things like people don't like people don't like com- moving their data from one phone to another, and that's why <laughs> it's like, uh, really. And I think that's something that Cusa said too. Like, maybe you should fix another problem then. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's also the thing they mentioned about that is that they will make it make it easier to get like support in the apple store to get that conversion done and that's that's the thing like you should maybe rather just make the software a bit more intuitive so that people understand how to get that yeah but it just feels weird right if you pick all those kind of things yeah you miss on five billion dollars because people struggled moving your data over isn't that already but it's also an after sales service right yeah yeah you buy your iphone and then you're trying to convert your data yeah does that mean apple had very high return numbers and the reason for returns where people couldn't move the data, I don't understand. Yeah. Why would you say that in this situation? Could it potentially be like a setup for potential um, down? Uh, like it could, you know, at w, especially at WWDC, they always announce uh, customer satisfaction rates. And could it potentially be that this might be a build up because the satisfaction rate has gone down compared I mean, to other Apple's years? not. Uh... Apple doesn't need to report on customer satisfaction numbers. Yeah. So yeah. if it's not good, you just don't mention it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure no one will miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, but like I feel I feel like uh, this was those were probably reasons. Like I, I think I don't feel like he's just pulling this out of nowhere. But I just feel like the fact that you're mentioning those small things sort of neglect like it it, um, it devalues the things that are actually important in this in this letter and things that might actually have had an impact and i don't know why this i mean this is definitely something in, it's definitely intentional to decide how many things to include in this type of letter and i'm not sure if it's because they might personally like i don't know do you think they are they're potentially not confident saying the exact cause or they might not want to put a blame on a specific team i mean maybe i'm reading too much into this but to me, this when I when I read that, I felt like it almost f- felt uncertain. It's like we're not a hundred percent sure why it happened. Definitely, China was a miss, but something else happened, and it might be battery replacements. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's kind of the, the feeling I had. I was like, oh. or maybe it was to make people satisfied. You know, <laughs> everyone on like you said, everyone on Twitter was happy. Like I knew it was because my iPad is bent. I knew it was because there's no air power. I knew it's because my AirPod, AirPods <laughs> run out of battery too quickly. I mean, like, it's definitely iPhone, right? Because that's the only thing that can actually shift <laughs> anything at Apple by, by five to nine billion dollars. Hmm. Um, it's just, I don't know. In that letter, I, I mean, the China thing makes sense to me. Um, I mean, China is a very different market. Uh it's, it's also difficult. I think in China, it's quite important. Just just from talking to people who are from China or from a Chinese background, it's very important for them to have a visual change. So if they upgrade their phone, they want something that looks different because they uh, like it's 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 a bit more valuable to spend money on something that has an obvious visual like a pe- that people that other people can see that you upgrade. Yeah, your device. I mean, in, in general, I think that re- put, yeah. Sorry. No, no, I just think that could potentially be one of the reasons. And I think, I mean, I feel like that's something you could foresee, but maybe they thought that something like the iPhone XR um, would benefit for this and many people would want to buy. I mean, I don't in think China, red is a very would... popular phone. Uh, red is a very popular color. Maybe they expected that to get more traction. Yeah, I mean, for the Chinese market, just based on people we spoke to and I spoke to, 10R is not a great, doesn't seem to be a great fit because it's it's like the cheaper one. Yeah, and that's the problem. It's a not phone is way phone. more of a status symbol than yeah. it is here. Um, and I mean, in general, retention works very differently in China, right? So if, if when we talk to people um, that actually use um, a large percentage of Chinese apps a lot of people live in wechat and exactly yeah it doesn't really matter which platform you are on because of that because wechat i think it's a very different type of app to use it's a very different type of user interface by from what i have seen and from what i understand this app is something that's not used in a conventional ios way Hmm. um so yeah from that point of view people might not really care about the operating system they're running necessarily yeah it seems to be uh, to me it seems a bit more that there's like a i don't know jewelry factor to to your smartphone rather than a pure utility thing yeah, yeah. um but again that's something retention. you could have foreseen but i think there were other issues with china as well that were unrelated to look yeah yeah i mean in general the i mean there there are the things why didn't the phone succeed in in greater china as much as expected but also then like the trade war like yeah there's more of a push in china at the moment to buy made in china or i mean it is made in china but kind of created designed yeah designed in in uh, shenzhen 
uh, kind of things rather than um, designed in Cupertino. That seems to be a thing that... Uh, I mean, that's the thing, right? If you have a trade war between two countries uh, and you can think about trade war, whatever you want, I don't think it's particularly uh, uh, great for the world, but whatever. That's that's the situation we're in and there seems to be a just trade war between the US and China uh, and uh, the US um, government tries to push not to get things done in China. And the Chinese government also tries to encourage uh, more local local markets as a result of that. And I mean, there are those kind of uh, uh, like economic realities that, that go into that apart from just the device itself and the product. Um, but I mean, and I th it, the, the, the newsroom article mentions that too. It's just, in general, I mean, it is a convoluted problem, I, I'm, I'm sure, But the way it was written didn't seem to me to be as clear. And then just adding things to, like, the battery replacement uh, program in the end is weird because that yeah. it's yeah. like, really? And also, it wasn't really, like, we had this battery replacement. It was actually, like, I think the way they put it is, like, people might overuse or misuse the battery replacement program. And that's not here. Of it. And some customers take advantage of significantly yeah. reduced pricing for iPhone battery replacement. But that almost sounds like blaming the customers a bit. But it's it's also weird, right? That means our the upgrade numbers are lower than expected because it turns out if people can just replace their broken batteries in their phones, they just keep them. It's like almost like... Uh, Uh, we, I mean, the reverse means Apple making battery replacements more expensive than they need to be mm -hmm. is a way of of increasing upgrade numbers. <laughs> yeah, which is not a great look. Yeah, also not a great because in general, uh, Apple as a company that also pushed for green and environmentally friendly, reusing and increasing the I longevity mean, they're, they're, they're is definitely saying that they're not reusing the components though. Even I mean, they still have the trade-in program. And yeah, but that's, that's again a different thing. I know. Yeah, it's just to me that that thing felt a bit strange, but it kind of left the doors wider open than I think they needed to be for everyone to project whatever the hell they wanted yeah, onto this. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like we can only speculate, but I think um, it might just like it seems like they just put too many things into this, and I'm not sure if it's because they actually want to be vague. I mean, it's probably some. I mean, they're probably there's more people working at Apple. They're probably doing this intentionally. It's just hard to read into how this was beneficial for them, and it might have backfired in that many people actually just jumped on this. Hmm. And I mean, yeah. that's the thing, right? The stock price is there's not a lot of things that. A stock price likes less than uncertainty and conveying any kind of uncertainty. This is a factor and this is a factor and those other four things might be factors. I think caused a larger dip in stock price than necessary. But I mean, overall, Apple's fine. They, they, I mean, this still means it will be the second or third largest quarter ever. Or is it still the largest? I don't even know. But it's definitely still in a place where Apple is not in financial troubles. They're not going bankrupt anytime soon. And, I mean, they have decent enough people to to uh, address whatever issues they're under control at, too. And in worst case, you know, even if it means Apple will reevaluate some of the things. Because, I mean, the, the iPhone XS and XS Max, they are excessively expensive phones. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even if that might not be a reason for Apple being short, just Apple now reevaluating those decisions that they've made, mm. that might be good. 
I mean, yep. uh, we we talked about that for a long time. I mean, we we obviously also have our pet peeves with Apple, uh, and and it's uh, a relatively, I mean, it's a decently long list by now about things that we think are not ideal for how we like to use our phones. So yeah, if yeah. if you're lucky and Apple comes uh, and reevaluates some of their plans and might make some changes, maybe that means uh, some of those devices go closer to what we wanted them to be again. Are you promising Zach a smaller iPhone? Um, <laughs> I mean, I always have this tendency, right? Oh, there's some unrelated news. Let's make it a wish list. Um, I wouldn't mind a smaller phone. I think... Uh, I mean, that also means, I don't know, I feel like a smaller phone is also a good way of, uh, unrelated to Apple, therefore making more yeah. billions of dollars. This is now we're moving on from this the segment of newsroom and revised revenue because I think it can only sustain itself for 25 minutes. That was such a smooth segue. Huh? I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, a smaller iPhone XS, like a t iPhone XS Mini, is also a great way of making a phone that's that's cheaper, right? The Max is $100 more expensive. The Mini can be $100 cheaper. Um, or even, an, if, if we need to, an iPhone XR Mini. Uh, hmm. I, I don't think that would be completely absurd. Uh, it's a great way of, of getting something that's cheaper. And I do think there are there is a good amount of people. I mean, again, different different it's difficult right if you're a company this the size of apple and you're serving the entire world there are definitely markets in the world that tend to go more towards large phones than than others um and for me my iphone is a exclusively mobile device it's not where i do all of my work or it's not a device that i use as my main computing device it's mobile it might be mobile at home <laughs> i might use it on a balcony mm -hmm. or something but it's never that i'm in a situation where where it is my main computing device and therefore the screen needs to be as large as possible and i mean overall that seems to be but if you would have xcode on the phone you would totally do that right <laughs> yeah on the balcony on my phone that would be amazing <laughs> i oh man no, <laughs> um, but I mean, th overall, that that's the thing, right? In North America, same in Australia, I, I don't think there are a lot of people that use their phones as their primary computing devices. And therefore, there is less of a desire for those humongous phones. Yeah. Um, while in, in other markets, there there is this kind of drive towards towards as large screen as possible while still fitting into, uh, into your uh, hand mobile carrying device of choice <laughs> might be a hand um or pocket or whatever um but i think it's it's difficult right apple doesn't want to make like 15 billion different phones for every single person how many people are there in the world i think 15 billion like you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's yeah that's the official official number last time i counted yeah <laughs> yeah 7.7 .7 billion okay so they will make 7.7 .7 billion phones yep. is that what so I everyone got? gets exactly the phone they want okay custom okay. made for apple cool uh i think that will that will help their revenue number yeah definitely yeah yeah but i mean that's the thing right it's it's hard to make a phone if you if you make things for so many markets and that problem becomes more and more difficult for apple over time it was a lot easier to make yeah make a product when you were you know the iphone launched in the us only yeah. was it was easier to make a us only phone because you're you're kind of like looking around everyone used but also to be people day. didn't really know what they needed 
right? People didn't really know what they needed for like people who potentially would have benefited from a bigger or a smaller phone. This was still a really good device because they hadn't really experienced anything else. I mean, this the was iPhone a was a humongous phone, like humongously yeah. large yeah. phone. Yeah, like the whole world has been trying to like shrink their phones from like the Nokia Nokia uh, thirty three ten, like. That was still a pretty clunky phone. And then you get the flip phones, you get the foldable phones. Like people always try to get it smaller. Mm. So it was quite a big change, I think. And I was pretty good to go with that size, in my opinion, uh, because it's less of an extreme change for people. Mm-hmm. But I just want to get back to what you're saying. Like, obviously, this is not going to change their earnings calls or like but getting a smaller phone is not going to be their revolutionary products. And I think this is more like a wish list thing that i think all many many people really want but at the same time i think we touched on this before i feel like if apple could choose between spending engineers time at building engineers marketing and uh, developers time at building a smaller phone or they could build a completely new product line like obviously those are not the same things but like the time that's being spent on making a smaller phone and being able to fit everything into a smaller phone and keeping the same battery life as a bigger phone is maybe not worth it at this stage because first of all they're not going to make that much money from it and second of all i mean you you don't really move forward as a company it's beneficial to have another product line i think that's also more exciting for the world i don't think we should try to make the perfect phone anymore i think we're past that and we should probably try to improve the improve the world in other ways this is like a b testing which like which color your ride sharing car and the app should be like it's not really worth the time you're putting it i i, I sort of agree in a way that um we're kind of at at peak phone peak iphone but it's still i mean it's despite apple making less money it still makes Apple. What is the new revenue prediction now? Eighty-four billion dollars. It's still mm-hmm. very, 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 very large. Uh, the largest by far income source for Apple, and even all the kind of uh, accessories that go around it. Let's say the Apple Watch. You still need a phone, right? I I, I don't I don't see a time in the next uh, four years where the iPhone is not a major revenue driver for apple and therefore apple still needs to improve those devices and make them interesting for their customers and i mean there if if we get something like the glasses something that you uh wear on your head or on your nose um i don't foresee that going um completely uh phone independent directly either i mean it depends obviously when it's being released I mean, in four or five I mean, years, we might even talk having... about uh, your watch driving that, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's the good thing with having powerful phones right now. It can actually, like, you're actually able to allow this to drive other products when you want to get into a new market. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, yeah, like you say, like the watch or like even like when VR Googles came out, they were often using phones yeah. instead of just actually having a new device. And that's a lot cheaper and a lot more of a accessible market for people and especially also for the companies a more accessible market you don't need a whole rig in order to experience vr you can just put on Mm -hmm. yeah vr and ar you can just put on your phone on your face Mm -hmm. basically yeah yeah but i mean it is it and i i don't really foresee anything changing too soon um a phone is just a really good compromise for input and output right if you look at your watch, your watch is fine and you can look at it, but you wouldn't want to read uh, an entire uh, five-page article on your watch. On your phone, I think it's it's quite okay to read a couple of pages. 
and and input is fine too. You know, I wouldn't want to write an essay on my phone, but I can definitely send you a few paragraphs and a message without a big uh, problem. Again, on my on my watch, not at all. And uh, if we get glasses, again, they solve an output problem. Uh, I mean, uh, if assuming we get to a technology where we have quite De decent displays to show you information that's fine yeah but we're not solving the input problem there so as long yep. as as there is no feasible alternative for input i don't think phones will go away because even then right yeah but that's the problem like humans are already like that's pretty much the thing where the slowest at actually communicating a concept and i think even either if it's with speech or if it's with text it's something that we're really slow at already mm -hmm. compared to how often we how quickly we actually parse information mm -hmm. with our other senses and i think adding any any barrier to that and making that slower at all is something that's like it's not it's not great for our progress in general and i think mm. it's something that people wouldn't be happy about it's it's a reason why you wouldn't like you wouldn't really send long text messages when you had a phone with the buttons on uh because like when i had when, when i had a no again nokia 3310 did you buy phone. nokia stocks or something what's going on here <laughs> it was just my first phone or yeah my first own phone i feel like uh, I, I wouldn't send kind of weird Nordic that. alliance coming through here. <laughs> yeah, maybe I want a mission. Yeah, <laughs> you're, uh, no, you're more of a like... spy type uh, <laughs> mission than Zach's. Uh, Zach's Barbie. Barbie mission. Uh, anyways, I felt barbecue. Like... By the way, Barbie sounds like a he's playing with dolls or something. <laughs> I'm be, I'm trying to be culturally integrated here, okay? And, and use the right words like shrimps. <laughs> Oh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, I wanted to say that like back then I wouldn't really send text messages and I might like, I mean, I was I was a kid. I wasn't sending too many messages in the first place, but it wasn't a perfect input device. And at, back then it was a lot quicker to actually make a phone call and talk to people than texting or them writing something down. Mm -hmm. And I think um, like adding something like an input device like glasses and you have to look at specific buttons that's just going to be a pain and people won't like that so you still sort of need the phone for certain things like communicating i think it's still the quickest way we have to communicate with people uh, at at this point in time either either by text or by by speech so i don't think that would go away in a while it might just not be as innovative and it might not be as big of a requirement to pe for people to upgrade this but if there are other devices other other type of devices or other type of markets uh, that benefits from the phone, maybe that make people keep on upgrading their phone too. Yeah. So yeah. in in about ten or so years, when we solve the input problem, then Apple will make uh, more money again. Is that your point? Yeah, that's the point. Once we have implants in our brains, that's when Apple is making money. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So this <laughs> is us talking about CES and uh, um, the. What what did we call it? Uh, Sci-fi revision of of earnings for Q1 2019. Yeah. <sighs> no, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but like it's an interesting discussion to have about like where the I mean not just Apple where the world where the world should spend their time and their and their talent. I think this is something that you and I have been talking a lot about in our free time and not really over the podcast. It just feels like there are a lot of time spent on things that might not necessarily make the world a better place or it might work the world a better place, but the rate it makes it a better, the, the, the rate it does it at is a lot slower than if people would spend their time in other ways. And I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage people from working at Apple in any way, but I feel like 
Apple has a lot of uh, a lot of talent, and I'm just hoping that it's being used in the right way, and that people get to work on things that are helping the world. Yeah, I'm, maybe maybe I'm being naive that that's a thing, but I feel like there are revenue streams that are not tapped into yet, and I think they are, those are also businesses that haven't been as explored or products that haven't been as explored. So I'm hoping that Apple is also sort of experimenting with new areas. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are people at Apple working on things that are uh, three or more years away from being ready for, for consumers. And as long as we're having that, I think we're in a good space. As long as not everyone's going on to uh, working on on increasing service revenue. So we made it through almost one and a half of our topics, um, but we wanted to cap this at about... Wait, we had topics? Well, I kind of scribbled something in notes. Um, what? We want to talk about... Which note? Tech stagnation. Tech stagnation. That sounds really epic. Sounds like a great movie. Uh, tech stagnation. <laughs> would be... I don't know why I think you like the word, but as a movie title, that sounds like the most <laughs> boring possible thing. No, it's, it's more like tech stagnation. So you have the nation in there. Okay, you make that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but we want to kind of cap this at, at 45 minutes. Um, How so, long has we, have we been recording for? Um, 50. Well, i got to cut this out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, and we don't want Zach to feel too too left out. So I think we... Also, I think I think no one will listen to us without, without Zach. Zach is the, the golden uh, golden boy, is that a thing? <laughs> He's the, well, the star I, of the show. I thought you would go golden, golden retriever. So I don't know which one is weirder. <laughs> Probably still yours somehow. Okay, he's the star of the show. So you know, yeah. uh, he, he has such a charming Australian accent. We can't, yeah. can't take people away from that or keep keep people with us. What do you mean, German accents not being charming? I've I've heard German accents are very charming and people love them. Especially when you say it like this with a very grumpy voice, and that's monotone. That that was my happy voice. That. This is my happy voice. <laughs> All right, so that's enough for today. Um, and I also have to edit all of this in... in 20, 21 hours, right? N- no. No, 17? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Less than that. Anyway, in, in very few hours, so we have to keep it short. And also, this time we're kind of doing a double ender, and we're in the same room. So there will also be yeah, reverb and stuff. So I also have to figure out how to actually make us sound anything like we usually do. So we'll, well see. We'll see. Good luck with that. Thank you. You're I'll, welcome. I'll do my best. I will go to sleep now. Good night. All right. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.